Is it detour or detore? Like, how do you? Detori. Detori. Oh, geez. Detori. 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 Sean Detori. Sean Detori. Well, we've been f***ing that up for years. What have you been saying? Detore. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) All right, here we go. Ready? Let's let's do it. Trying it a new way. Hey, this is Sam. I'm Nyla. We're good by heart. And you're listening to The Remix with Sean Detori. We did it. You did it. Did it. Good job, guys. Did I say your name okay? Actually, I didn't hear that part, but I'm sure it's fine. Welcome to the remix here on Cairo Radio. My name is Sean, and um, this is a band called Goodbye Heart, a song called Turnpike from their brand new record, Keep Me Close. And I happen to have the two members of Goodbye Heart sitting mere feet from me. They smell great and look (laughs) even better. Thank you. You're welcome. Nyla, hello. Hi. And we've got Sam over there. Hello. You guys, we go way back to 2013, when uh, we met via an ex- a now ex-girlfriend. Actually, I want to play, let me, let, before we get started, let me intro okay. you guys appropriately. This okay. is something that I made for you guys years ago. You remember that? <laughs> okay. You get, you get, what, you get I what that is? I do remember that. Yeah. I know where the heart comes from. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, yeah, I, that's that quick heart. I, yeah. know, I know where that heart comes from, that, I can tell you right now. Where does that come from? That's Tina, man, come on. That is, that is Tina Turner. You guys are smart. I know my Tina. He does. <laughs> I think I know your Tina, too. <laughs> I have a cut here. I want to, well, actually, I want to travel back in time with you guys. Are you guys cool with traveling? It's, it's, I've been working on it. It's a new thing. I don't have it perfected yet. Uh-huh. But do you guys want to travel back in time a little bit? Yes. <laughs> Will You're, we come out the same way we went in? I can't promise you that, man. Right. I'm willing to take a chance. <laughs> All right, well, here we are back in 2014. How do you guys feel? Optimistic. And <laughs> yeah, those wrinkles really have gone away, Nyla. It's, it's really time travel. I feel so fresh. Time travel does wonders for the skin. Um, so I've got some audio. This audio is from the last time you were here, which is now 2014. There's also audio within the audio from 2013. And um, it was when you guys dropped by and and played uh, a tune on a really, uh, I don't want crappy Casio oh, keyboard. Yes. Was it? Yeah, was yeah. it? No, it was crappy. Okay, you can say that. Okay, I just I think I just did. <laughs> Let's listen to like a thirty seconds to a minute of of the song you played in studio because it's kind of cool. Like you, you, the the album version sounds. I mean. Way better, first of all, but it sounds like you can hear the skeleton. It sounds similar in a way. So this is the live version. God. You guys remember this? And this is so weird because on the tape I'm playing, we're talking and laughing. I actually really like that tone. Don't slow down. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
and then Sam, you come in it's here. Embarrassing. I don't wait for Man, you were such babies then. Summer sunrise. You do sound younger. <laughs> it's kind of jamming though. <laughs> yeah. I get mine. So there you go. Okay. I love it. Wow. Wait, let's get back to 26, 2017. <clears throat> Whoa, crazy. I feel crazy. I feel hella old now. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to play that just because I was uh, reminiscing before you guys were coming, you know, back here in studio, and I thought it would be fun. be fun to hear that. Yeah. So here we are, 2017. You have a new album, "Keep Me Close," is the mm-hmm. name of it. Mm-hmm. When we one of the times we last chatted, you guys were talking about that you wanted to uh, produce and mix and engineer an entire record yourselves, and that you had to learn. You were going to have to learn a whole lot of stuff. Right. So we. Yeah. So what's been going on these last three years? I mean, you've been doing a, a lot of learning, I can only imagine. Definitely. And we did that. So we, yeah, we, we produced, engineered, mixed, recorded everything. A 15 song album, which is Keep Me Close. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, uh, it was a lot of learning and a lot of work. We spent basically the entire 2016 in a windowless little room together. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot of time. <laughs> so how did you split up the duties, or did you both just learn everything together? I mean, I don't know exactly what goes into all of that, but I'm sure a lot of research and a lot of practice. That was more or less it. I mean, we, we you know, I think we both had a hand in doing everything together at some point. Um, you know, I it was a very weird process because not all of the songs were complete. It wasn't a situation where... Um, songs just needed to be mixed or you know maybe one thing needed a little tweak here and there they were all in various stages of development Mm -hmm. and so you know some just needed a mix and that required you know a certain skill set or you know trial and error stuff but some stuff needed to be kind of totally reworked and rearranged so we mean like from from the time that they were written right when it was like because it's largely electronic, mm-hmm. so we would we would write something and then design it and record it parts of it to play it live because it's just the two of us. So we have to have some of what we do covered for live shows, mm-hmm. and then once we decided to do this album and we decided to do it in a very unconventional way, which was releasing one new song every other Friday for seven months, right? Which is the lunatic idea that we had but we did it and it was good <laughs> but it was a lot of work and so when Sam's talking about songs being in different stages right it was like some of them we were farther along and then as the year went on and we got into month six seven we were farther behind on some of them okay I, I want to ask you about that we're running out of time in this segment though mm-hmm. but you guys um, you can stick around we have a whole bottle yeah. of wine to finish so hopefully you guys can stick around because I did want to ask you about why you chose to release uh, songs over that seven month period and how that in fact did work for you guys so um, we'll, we'll stick around okay, I hope so and if yeah. you don't you're leaving the bottle of wine yes, here with me so uh <laughs> This is Good by Heart. That's Nyla. That's Sam. We're going to go out here with the song we came in here called Turnpike. This is the remix on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Hi, I'm Wonder, a storyteller, traveler, and music maker, and you are listening to The Remix. 
You have to understand, like, mayo is my kryptonite. Oh, really? It's like the thing that I cannot with. I, I cannot. I can't. Even, I can barely look at mayonnaise, right? So the idea that somebody would serve a sandwich that was slathered in hot mayonnaise yeah. for me was like, I needed to get up and leave. I was like, <laughs> was, if you bring that rough. into the car, like I might rough. have to hitchhike. With your Goodbye Heart, a song called Optimo from their brand new record called Keep Me Close. And I have Sam and Nyla, the two peeps behind this record. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever call you peeps again because that's a sugary snack I do not like. I don't like them either. Good. Sam? I'm not a fan. Awesome. You guys are not peeps, you're people, and you're here with me in (laughs) Cairo Studios. And we're drinking wine and talking about your new album. So, I don't know how it could get any better. Um, When we last left, uh, we were just getting into the fact that you guys, uh, with this new record... Did it all yourselves. Uh, you've done your other records yourselves, but this time around you learned how to mix and engineer and do a lot more stuff. So it was definitely very much self-produced. Um, and and you released one song every two weeks for about mm-hmm. seven months. Mm-hmm. So we're just getting into that. So why did you choose to go that route instead of just putting out a standard, you know, 15-track album? Well, some of it was necessity because mm. the songs... Yeah, we're just kind of in various stages and we needed time to, to hash them out and to rearrange them and rework them. And yeah, it was partially was... that we knew that if we were going to put out a whole album, it was going to be much longer until we could do that. Mm-hmm. And we just started wanted to get started putting out what we were working on. Um, did it work? Did it work out for you? Like It worked were, out. Did you hear from people along yeah. the way like they kept they they were invested and interested? Yeah, it was cool. It was um it was a completely different experience than releasing everything at once um, because we were kind of working in real time of like putting something out, hearing about it, and then it kept momentum going, I think, creatively for us in the studio. Especially if you put that that sort of goal or, you know, restriction. It's like you have to do it every two weeks. It was really intense. It was very intense. But um, it partially was just like we had the idea to do it and then – we were like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And then we said we were doing it, and then we were doing it. But part of it was also just kind of a little bit random, right? <laughs> random in terms of? Just like it wasn't, we don't have like a, like a huge reason for doing it, except for the fact that we thought of it, and it sounded fun and challenging and like an active participating thing with the people who are listening. Yeah, I think that's right on the money. Yeah, yeah and th- and that's a really great way to keep you know yourselves present in the scene is by releasing something every two weeks as opposed to waiting maybe a year um, and putting out that's a full true. record. Yeah. And now when you had when you've been working on when you were working on these songs, did you have to play a lot of catch up? Like, did you have some songs already ready? So you were like, oh, the first three, we've already got those done. So we've got at least, you know, this amount of time to create more. Yeah, How did totally. That, you did? We had five. Already when done. We, when we started, we had five. And then we started, as soon as we started releasing the first one, we were working on song six, okay. seven, eight. And then, of course, life happens and things um, 
things start taking longer or you want to perfect a song more than the other one before and it take that takes longer and so everything started being a little bit behind right but we we stayed up with the schedule and it but it was cool because we've got a mastering engineer who's um, a good friend, Ed Brooks. He's mm-hmm. fantastic at resonant mastering. And he he would text us and be like, hey, guys, supposed to be another song coming. Where is it? And we'd be like, it's coming tomorrow. Because he was like, he knew the schedule that we were on. So when you were hearing feedback from listeners, fans, friends, whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, did any of the feedback you got sort of influence how you would write the songs you hadn't yet created? You know what I mean? Like... Oh, I really like this song. I would have loved to hear more of this or less of that. Like, like the point. I guess my question is just: Did any of that information influence your future writing? I had some notes from my mom. You did? <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah? she would just. I could tell the things that she was into, and you know. Um, did that factor in? Uh, maybe. Oh. You know. I, <laughs> oh, you're just finding out about this. Yeah, I was going to say something different, but that's that's no, good information. Know, my mom, my my <laughs> my artist what? mom, gypsy mom. She was, you know, she just had thoughts about certain, you know, arrangement things that were going on and things that she could tell we were playing with, and um, just a kind of like overall production thing that was happening that I could see what she was favoring versus other things. Not to say that she's the you know, the my go-to <laughs> secret muse, uh, sweet mom. Right. But, uh, well, there is like two of the songs are called mom, which right. is a little weird. That was, that was an accident. Happy accident. Yeah. It's but, hard to tell the, them apart, but no, but that's, that's M O M and M A H M. Just try to vary it up a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we, I was going to say that there wasn't enough time to like let people's influence come in too much in some ways because like we didn't have we couldn't step back long enough to start something fresh or really it right. was like everything was kind of we've also been working together for like 10 years so we have our way of working and I mean I'm glad that your mom factored in because I, I really value her opinion <laughs> <laughs> but I just didn't know it until now that's cool so is this mom um, if you're listening don't let it go to your head right? <laughs> Where do, where does the name Goodbye Goodbye Heart come from? You ever hear that song Hello Mary Lou Goodbye Heart? I have not. Oh what? man. Can yeah. you find that? Spotify that joint right now. Yeah, I will. No, it'll take you a matter of seconds. It's uh what's it called so, again? Hello Mary Lou parentheses Goodbye Heart. Comma Goodbye Heart. Is it a comma? Uh good question. I think it's a comma. Ricky Nelson, eh? Yes. yes. Okay. Is it a parentheses or a comma? Uh parentheses. Ah. Of course, of course she knows. Nice. So this is where it comes from. See, now you don't have to marry Tina with whoever was on the front end of that little sample you put together. You just grab the Ricky Nelson version. Oh, that's exactly right. So uh, you, Sam, you're the Ricky Nelson fan? I'm a big Ricky Nelson fan, but... Yeah, no, Sam just wrote it on a chalkboard or whatever, a whiteboard one day because we had a different band once. and, um, And... he wrote it down and it was like, yep, that's it. If it's not taken, Google it. Nope, it's good. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's, there is a vintage store called Good by Heart, but aside from that. An excellent one. Here in Seattle? Have. No, it's, I think it's in the Bay Area. Yeah. Okay. You guys have been there? No, think, we follow them on Instagram. Oh, nice. They have think excellent he, vintage. Yeah, he only sells online, I think, but he's he may have a showroom, but they, they're great. I wonder if they follow you back too. I think we probably just pissed them good off. Yeah, they probably resent yeah, us. We, hmm. We've kind of 
screwed up their Google search. <laughs> <laughs> or made it even better. There you That's go. That's what I would say. <laughs> um, well, guys, we only have a few more seconds in this segment, uh-huh. and uh, I'd love it if you guys could stick around. Because also, besides chatting more about your record, we're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. I love it. And, Can't you know, wait. since we're drinking a bottle of wine, we, well, let's get a little kooky. Maybe later we'll okay. have a tea party as well. Oh, it's going to get kooky. <laughs> Uh, So we'll go out with some of this Ricky Nelson here. Hello, Mary Lou. Goodbye, Heart. I am chatting with local band Goodbye, Heart. Sam and Nyla and their new album, Keep Me Close, is out now. We'll be right back on the remix on Cairo Radio, 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. Goodbye, Heart. Sweet Mary Lou, I'm so in love with you. Hey, this is Sam. I'm Nyla. We're good by heart. And you're listening to The Remix with Sean DeTore. Oh! Oh, yeah, You're going to use some tongue on that sandwich to <laughs> lick that mayo, that oh, hot, hot mayo. Oh, God. Welcome back to the remix here on Cairo Radio. Goodbye, Heart. A song called Optimo. No. No? Prospect. Prospect. Oh, I'm looking at I'm looking at Optimo here, but Prospect is right there. Thanks for correcting me because that I was about to um, I was about to give people some false truths. No, what is uh, alternative, alternative facts. facts. I didn't want to give the audience alternative facts. This Please is don't. Prospect. That is Nyla, and over there is Sam. This is good by heart. Hi. Um, so, your album, Keep Me Close, is out now. Um, Goodbyeheart206.com. People can go there. They can learn about you. They can buy the album. Um, we've been chatting about it and um, drinking some wine. And before we turn the mics on, I was telling you that uh, the album has... it's. It's a great headphone album. And what I mean is you put on a good pair of headphones and you listen to this record and it's just really sonically very well produced. You guys produced it. I think you guys did a really great job with it. Thank you. Um, and it's a good late night album. And this song is super sexy. Like Thanks. this part right here. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Nyla. That's actually. me. Is it? It's yeah. all me. Is it? The low one too, yeah. Now I want to ask you actually about this part. The vocals. Yeah. This is very like Paul Oakenfold. This song. It's very trancy, and I really uh-huh. like it. Thank you. So, w- where where are those vocals from here? Okay. This is a YouTube. Oh, sorry, it's not YouTube. It's I found it on YouTube. It's a movie called Carnival of Souls. <laughs> I've heard of that. Yeah, it's well, it's in the public domain, okay. so you see it around sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a black and white movie. It's uh, 
pretty trippy, and this is just one scene that, and this is the woman talking in it. Um, yeah, and what's so the scene that this audio is from? It's like her talking to a priest or something. Honestly, I kind of skipped around in the movie <laughs> looking okay. for good dialogue. Yeah. Um, but she's got that great, like, whatever, that like 50s voices, you know? They, yeah. they talk kind of like in an accent. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's a great song. Um, Thanks. As is, uh, you know, the entire record. But it definitely has a different sound from your other albums. You have... Uh, an e- is it an EP or another full length? The one that you put out a couple of years ago. EP. This one, it definitely has a bit more, at least in my opinion, a bit more of like, like I said, like kind of like a trancey feel and more of like a club feel. Mm-hmm. Um, would that be accurate? Would I be accurate in describing it that way? How do you guys think this album differs or sounds, you know, from your previous? I think it's clubbier. I think it is clubbier. <laughs> Probably a little clubbier. We realized that we could, so we did. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like we didn't, it was like with the last album, we didn't. We were using a little standalone drum machine, mm-hmm. and then for this album, we had suddenly we were using software in Ableton. Okay. And so, the world that was available to us changed, and so suddenly it was like, oh God, we can layer all these basses and all these drums, and um, so yeah, that's that's part part of why how that happened. Was it was it almost too many options? Did sometimes, you get bombarded? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> How did you deal with that? I mean, because I mean, with all the options out there, you could go crazy. You just say, we're going to spend 20 minutes looking for this sound and pick one, right? Yeah. Some of it is just dialing in parameters for yourself. But I think some of it is also, at the end of the day, we're we're trying to write a song, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, if there's a story in the song, what's helping you tell the story? And that determines what instruments you're using, what drums you're using, and mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know pretty quickly if you're on the right track, you know, but it, I think for us, it always connects back to this idea that here we are trying to write a song just because we have tens of thousands of options at our fingertips. It doesn't mean that that's going to help us get there any sooner, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I think that we both understand that like it begins and ends with that. And so within that, you know, anything that we audition or check out as a sound needs to make sense mm-hmm. for that song, for that story. You yeah. Know? And you guys... And, and we had only two weeks, you know, between each song. So right. we were on a deadline. So we couldn't go try out 10,000 songs. I mean, 10,000 sounds. Yeah, two weeks to write a song, by the way. That's, That's not true. We didn't have actually have two weeks. I'm just saying we had two weeks between this releasing the oh, songs. Like, right. we were working on them for longer than that. Okay. Yeah, okay. They weren't, like, each in real time. But right. we were on deadlines mm-hmm. that were concrete. And so... That's that's part of what kept it reined in a little bit with the infinite. The song um, "Optimo" that we heard the last uh, segment. With your tongue ring on my skin in a stairwell for So, like, is that is that something made up? Is that come from a true story from one of you guys? Um, Everybody's not Nyla one years. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. No, I uh, Sam Sam writes the lyrics. Okay, so that's that's on Sam. But right. I can't say that that's a uh, an experience that is just particular to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh shit! Wow. Learned, we learned something new. We learned a little bit here. I don't know. I mean, well, stare. I mean, we're both city New York City kids. Sure. And like a 
many Midnight pe- Staircase. Like, many that's people where have. it all happened. <laughs> and many people have tongue rings. <laughs> well, they did, you know, when in we were day. in high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess what we'll do is we'll leave it up to interpretation. Yeah. Um, but we'll also believe that both of you guys have had that experience with one person or another. Yes. Not not together. No, not together. <laughs> not together. You guys are just friends. Yeah. That might have been my favorite moment of the entire interview. Which <laughs> which part? The more you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Ahead. No. I. You. Would you like to hear it One again? One more time, yes. please. All right. All right. Mm. I can see it. Right. Yes. Yeah. That. that the star. The star. Uh, the rainbow sort of going star across thing. the screen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So is this is this um, is this <laughs> process? <laughs> Hey, I've had a, a glass and a half of wine, Nyla. There's more. Yeah, I know. All right. I know. No, is yes, this? I'm listening. Is this something? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Finally checking in. I'm back. Nyla yes. Kaylee, checking in. I've been thinking in. about the stairwell for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and how to get back there? How do I get back no, to I'm that back. stairwell yeah. from that song? Oh, yeah. There's okay. a stairwell at my apartment building. Um, just a fun fact. That's just a fun fact. The more you know. It's, well, it is. It's the more I know. It's the more we all know. <laughs> all right. Would you do this process again of releasing a song every couple of weeks for several months? Um, was this, I guess what I'm asking, was this a positive experience for you guys? Is this something you'd like to repeat? I definitely wouldn't change having it done it this time. Mm-hmm. Doing it again, I mean, I would maybe, I don't know. I don't know that I would do 15 15 songs is so many songs. Yeah. And it would be nice to be it would be nice to have somebody else on the team, not necessarily musically at all, but just like it's a lot of paperwork putting mm-hmm. out a song every other week right. and that was kind of a pain in the butt. So, if we had somebody like administrating it, then I would be down to do it again. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a lot of work. Are, and you guys are st- still cool being um, a duo. There's no thoughts about adding or hopefully subtracting anybody. But so far, the duo <laughs> the duo seems to be working absolutely perfectly. And it would it would be kind of weird if you guys added someone else. I mean, musically. Yeah. I think. Well, actually, Sam. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that I think that for kind of on a, in a very fundamental way, what we do it it. It feels very rooted and connected to the two of us and what we know we can bring, what yeah. we know about each other creatively and um, history. Yeah, the history, the unspoken stuff, the trust. You know, it would be um, unless it's kind of a rough way to say it, but unless it were like purely utilitarian, it would be difficult <laughs> to imagine just like yeah. having somebody it's come true. in the room and say, "Oh, you should use this sound or right. this." It's just like it, it starts to get. Uh, it just can get messy really quickly. It would be messy for that person, yeah. you know. So yeah, it, it would be hard for them. We are we're out of time in this segment, but we have one more to go. Great. Okay, and we're gonna play "Would You Rather." Yes, and we're gonna go out here with a song from your record. Keep me close. It's called Stevie. This is the remix here on Cairo Radio, ninety-seven three FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. Hey, I'm Jenny George of Dancing on the Valentine, and you're listening to The Remix.
Fledgling by Goodbye Heart here on Cairo Radio. My name is Sean. This is The Remix. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I've got Nyla and Sam. We've been chatting all hour about their new record, Keep Me Close, which you can go to goodbyeheart206.com and you can learn more and buy it and support these guys. And Sam, you were saying that this song, we were talking during the break about a few songs on the record and uh, how the song we went out with, Stevie, was one that you guys didn't really want to mess around with over the years, but it's turned out to be one of your favorites. And this song, Fledgling, is one of your favorites. Is this one that you didn't really have high hopes about at the start? or what? Well, it was, I did. Yeah, Nilo always loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, was, I was a little more ambivalent, but I think that... We had bridge problems. Yeah, it needed some real kind of, It needed an overhaul, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think the morning that we decided we were going to kind of like dive in and really get to work on it, I had had like a good, healthy two or three hour Phil Collins a thon <laughs> and uh, just really. As one does. Yeah. And I was just really kind of like just sinking myself deep into all that good percussion. Right. All that 80s yeah, percussion. Toms. Ooh. You know, and say what you will about him. I mean, I, he's he's a hero of mine. Um, but. Uh, Man, there's some drum parts on some of those early tracks mm-hmm. that I just, uh, I just love that stuff, you know. And yeah. um, it's really weird, and of course it's proggy, you know. Even like the post Genesis stuff was just like it's just kind of um, indelible to me, to my ears. And with this particular song, I guess I sensed an openness to it, to where we could maybe start to think about adding some different percussive sounds and ideas and even some ambient stuff and mm-hmm. once that was in place it really kind of transformed my perspective it on it. It was really fun. You know, it, it was, was like, like a fun building. It yeah, was the last yeah. one that we did so it was kind of like a little bit emotional. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the last one came out just this past December second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? The third, second? Yeah. One of those. Close okay. enough, man. You know in your the stuff. One, in the, yeah. yeah. yeah so this record is, is super new still, so um I figured I'd play a little bit more of the song since Thanks. we're chatting about it. Cool. When you when you say Phil Collins, I hear it with the toms. Yeah, I totally hear Phil Collins now yeah. with the. It's sort of in the air yeah. tonight, almost. Yeah, you know. There's a great YouTube video of him playing in the air tonight. Um, man, I couldn't say the year, or even the era necessarily, but he like it's in an outdoor. I think it's like an outdoor festival, mm-hmm. and he comes out and he's got the mic in his hand, and that song is so sparse. You know, mm-hmm. it's just so it just creeps up on you totally. Yeah, yeah. and whoever the guitar player is on that track or whoever is playing it in this festival, you know, he's got his huge pedal board, his, you know, effects in front of him. And he's barely playing anything. He's basically, you know, hitting a few pedals and just like, you know, bending one string. And it's <laughs> making this just absolutely, you know, amazing extended drone of a sound. And so Phil Collins is just singing and the song is just slow as hell. And the audience, you know, there's like girls on guys' shoulders trying to like <laughs> dance and weave around, but there's no there's no drums yet. Right. It's just like nobody really knows what to do. Everybody knows the song, but they're not really sure how to groove or you know what to make of it really physically. And then finally, <laughs> when the big like drum moment happens in the song, he ends up back in behind his drum kit, and he just starts wailing on these drums, you know. And it's That's like awesome. It's him, the drummer, you know, and. 
he's just like the whole thing comes alive and everybody goes berserk and it's like it's just an it's just an amazing like live moment it's great you know there's a lot of phil haters out there but uh i would say that this this would convert we don't hate this, phil. this could potentially no, phil. convert you no. anyhow all right onward to would you rather this uh, segment Thanks for directing the show. brought to you by Menon. <laughs> I need a new producer. I, you put it under I your arms and it makes time, you feel real probably. good at night and during the you're day. Right. You're right. You just kind of have this fresh start. Uh, <laughs> no. Much like America's doing. That was pretty great. All right, guys. Apparently we're getting sexy with it. So would you rather? When's the last time you guys played would you rather? Hour ago. Well, we used to <laughs> <laughs> we used to play a game that's like this. Yep. Which is a longer story than probably we have time for. What's it? But it was always, would you rather this or my sandwich? Oh, which really? Which is a really terrible sandwich that I had. So, like, you had an actual uh, physical I'll the, sandwich. I'll, I'll, I'll tell the quick story. Quick, quick, so, tell quick. So, myself, uh, Nyla, and Nyla's, can I say fiance? Now fiance. Now yeah. fiance. Oh, congratulations. Frank. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. We were all in. Um, we were all in Nashville, and you know, contemplating it as a potential move. Anyway, Nyla and I ended up driving to Nashville back to New York because mm-hmm. Frank needed to stay in Nashville. We ended up driving through the town of Johnson City, Tennessee. Right. In Johnson City, we ended up at a restaurant in which Nyla was served a sandwich that was. It was like a panini, sort of. I mean, it was like an ecosystem unto itself. It was. It was, it was the. Like the worst sandwich that either of us had ever imagined. What what, what kind of sandwich? It, it was, was a like panini? a hot mayo panini. Hot mayo. Hot mayo. Hot guac. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Everything that was supposed to be on a cold sandwich. The way, the way had you just said hot mayo It had all been made hot. <laughs> but it was supposed to be cold, I think. Really? But they had heated it. And so I couldn't eat it. And I left it on the table. I asked for it to, to go. I was like, can I take this to go? Right. Like, I don't, maybe I'm a wimp. But I just couldn't deal with like... That so I asked for it to go, but then I left it on the table, Ooh, totally purposefully. What a burn! Yeah, <laughs> and then all the way back from Johnson City to New York City, we <laughs> played "Would You Rather This or My Sandwich." Like, would you rather make out with George W. Bush uh-huh. or my sandwich? Well, did you ever do? Would you? Uh, would you rather make out with my sandwich or eat my sandwich? Oh man! Make out with the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Having I, I, tried to eat the sandwich, wow! <laughs> I'm gonna go with like a nice, just can I make like kiss the bread kind of thing. <laughs> well, that's not really making out. That's more like I really went for it with emotion. No, no, you put your hand to your li- you put your mouth. My, yeah, to my your hand li- yeah. was the bread. <laughs> right, because when I think making out, I'm thinking like some tongue, and oh, yeah, you're gonna use it. some tongue on that sandwich to. <laughs> Lick that mayo, that hot, oh, hot mayo. Oh, God. God. I mean, I, it's hard. That's a hard one. Yeah. Anyhow, onward. No, I'll Ooh. tell you what. We're out of time. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, I think that uh, if you guys want to come by next week, yeah. we should, the very first segment we'll just we, play that. the very first segment we do, we'll play Would You Rather. So let me kill this super sexy, sweet jazz I'm here with Goodbye Heart, by the way, if people are wondering what the hell they're even listening to, (laughs) making out with sandwiches. I just heard the phrase, kiss the bread. (laughs) That's all I need. Keep Me Close is the name of the new record. People can go and buy it and learn about you guys at goodbyeheart206.com. I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me today. This has been absolutely fantastic. We love hanging out with you, man. Yeah, it's the best. And I got that on tape. You cannot take that back. It's the best. This is a song called Turnpike. 
on the remix on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News, Seattle's Talk. <laughs> 